Welcome to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. Welcome to another McKnight's Newsmaker Podcast. I think it's easy to say that this one's going to be unlike any other we've ever had before. This is Jim Berklin, Executive Editor at McKnight's Long-Term Care News, and I'm with Bob Lane, the President and CEO of the American College of Healthcare Administrators. And Bob, I think we're finding ourselves at an interesting point, well, I guess we can say in history, coming out of the pandemic as it was officially declared over, I think we can say. And now it's time to really focus on something that you're a specialist in, quite frankly, and that's building leaders within long-term care. And I think I found it interesting. You have a position that leaders are in need right now. Is that fair to say? I think that's more than fair to say, Jim. I think that we're seeing the pandemic is, has really ravaged our profession as well as a lot of others. Uh, a lot of people that may be planning on staying in the profession a little longer, the pandemic forced their hand and they decided to exit. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's made people think twice about uh, being in long-term care. Well, and also uh, the structure of work, although you're not going to necessarily really work at home. Is there a sense of isolation? Is that something that you're worried about or you caution against? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the long-term care profession in large part was somewhat fragmented as it was before the pandemic. But I think the pandemic has served to really ravage the, the profession in terms of our ability to really have a community of professionals that both informally as well as formally were able to to kind of gather and put their thoughts together and problem solve and have an understanding that we're in this together. Well, and yet, even when we're in the same place, while a lot of workers aren't, right, they're at home in some cases, there's still that danger that you really need to use one another, right? Is that what you're saying? Correct. I mean, you know, there's so many different ways in which younger administrators, either through mentors or colleagues, even their bosses, they need to tap into that experience, those resources, instead of feeling like they have to reinvent the wheel or build things from the ground up at every turn. Now, and to be clear, though, this has always been something to keep an eye on or that is a challenge, but it's gotten worse, you think? I agree. I think that the, the pandemic has kept people more separate. and There's been put more on their plate as a result. And so they really don't give a whole lot of thought to who can I tap into. I've just got to do it myself. All right, so let's take the next step. What are some strategies? Let's get some practical advice, if we can, for the listeners. Well, first of all is understanding that they have a professional association. American College exists for that very reason, is to serve the interests of the post-acute and aging services leader. We do that through building that community, you know, creating that awareness, putting people in a position to where they can safely, confidentially, and confidently express their concerns, ask questions without feeling embarrassed or feeling like they don't know what they're talking about. Okay, so let's talk a little generically maybe too, so that if somebody's saying, you know what, I can't make that ACHCA conference or I can't make the association meeting, that type of thing, what type of activities are you espousing and recommending if somebody's just going to do it, say, even on the fly and call a colleague or whatever? Sure. Well, I mean, aside from our mentoring program, which is, of course, a cornerstone program of our association, 
members enjoy a, an ability to go behind our firewall on the website so that they can post those comments, those questions, that they can have a confidence knowing that it's going to be answered from an experienced colleague who's there and eager to help them. So you're really talking about not just sitting and wondering, I don't mean to sound too basic, but you're talking about communicating, conversing. I mean, if this is going off on the side, if I'm seeing you after a long time at the restaurant or whatever, do you want them talking always about work, about what they just read in McKnight's or whatever the latest news? I mean, what type of topics or activities should they be undertaking that way? Well, I think the first thing is having that relationship with their colleagues, knowing them, at least in terms of knowing of them and their experience. There's a lot of opportunities on social media to put it out there. But unlike just normal social media platform, you have a confidence knowing that if I put a question out on this community, I'm going to get an answer. And that's good to know because it, whether it's a policy, whether it's just a perspective in terms of there's more than one way to skin a cat, so to speak, mm-hmm. you can have a confidence knowing that this is another fellow college member that has either lived it or is living it and gives you options in which to approach whatever issue or problem that you've got. There you go. And it's also kind of that old axiom is that you're never going to get the answer to the question you don't ask, right? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Those things. So you segued a little bit into it perhaps, but I wanted to ask you about what new qualities are needed that maybe weren't needed 10 years ago by your administrators, executive directors, and building leaders that maybe some of the veterans need to think about brushing up on or those who want to enter say, Oh, I didn't realize that I better know some of that. Oh, goodness. Well, certainly, I mean, some of the the blocking and tackling skill sets are still just as in need as ever. I think that nowadays, though, is far more than maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, critical thinking skills are vital. I think a knowledge of data analytics and a, a commitment to professional development in terms of staying up on things. The pace of change, it's so rapid now that things can change dramatically over a year to two years' time, hence what we just have come through. And there's so many things that are different now than they were before 2020. So many things. As you're saying, the information superhighway to be almost cliched about the Internet, but now we're talking about artificial intelligence and so many things like that. I see you nodding your head. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to look into also the source of leaders coming up. What's going to be the source of the next generation of administrators? You know, it seems that fewer and fewer may be coming up through the ranks and more are coming through college or AIT programs, which are not a bad thing. But I guess the question is, is how do you keep the faucet on and maybe turn it up a little bit? Yeah, well, I mean, a couple of things. One is I think leaders of communities need to be continuing to keep their eye open for the talent. There are individuals that are within the organizations that that may possess those attributes or may vocalize their desire to move into the profession. Uh, So I think we still need to keep our eyes open for those individuals. But because of the complexity of the profession, as I just said, the things like data analytics, population health, all of the various things that are going on out there, I think the necessity is that those individuals have to be better prepared and where better to get prepared than, of course, in a more formal setting such as a college or university. 
Very good, very good. And I'd like to extend this now to those who are listening and are going, well, I don't know if I'm that. He's making it sound pretty tough, maybe. I don't know if I'm that kind of material. What would you say to people listening going, maybe I can be a good administrator? How do they know? What should they be thinking about in the early stages? Well, as Simon Sinek once said, you know, what's your why? And, you know, the why has got to be because it's not because you want to make the big bucks, which you may or may not, but the, the why really has to come back to why are you in healthcare in the first place? Generally speaking, I think it's because people want to help other people. And if you've got an affinity for caring for the elderly, regardless of what kind of relationships you had that brought you into the field, you've got to have a heart for caring for the elderly. And as an administrator, you have the ability to have such diversity of experiences. You might be helping provide some direct care, but you also might help be helping to strategize or cook that meal because you got two feet of snow. I mean, there's, there's just so many things that can bring you into a realm of a deeper level of satisfaction with your career because of being in the, the healthcare administration field. Okay, now, no doubt the desire and an affinity for this is very important. Ideally, what are some of those skill sets, some of those uh, talents perhaps that might be good precursors to say, hey, if you have any of these, you could actually be a leg up? Patience. <laughs> Patience, an aversion to a too much structure because people want to say, okay, What's your schedule like today? My schedule, I can write down, I can plan all day long. My schedule is not going to be what I wrote down because there's too many variables that are being thrown at that leader on a daily basis. You may come in thinking you're going to do X, Y, and Z, but because something that happened on the previous shift and all of a sudden you're thrown into ABC mode. And so your ability to roll with the flow, to not only accept, but to embrace change, innovation, I think is critical because we've got to think about how we can do it better, cheaper, and faster. You know, I think I've never heard it put quite that way. That's incredible analysis, I think. And that's why you tune into these Newsmaker broadcasts. We're glad to have Bob Lane here. We just have a couple more minutes. We want to get a few more thoughts. So... I know you spoke admiringly of Vivian Telesnayak's uh, wisdom in line thought. Can you explain that a little bit to the listeners? Well, I've always won his widow, Mary, was a former CEO of the college. And going through school, being interested in quality improvement and measurement of things, and just knowing that the things that Dr. Telesnayak was able to posit very early on are great lessons even today. And you spoke of one that I really liked, and I said, that wasn't just last year. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, no. It, Dr. Telesniak's research showed that the best predictor of quality outcomes, both on the clinical, operational, as well as the financial side, was the turnover, or lack thereof, the administrator and DON. And I might point out that even though you're in your second year now as top exec at ACHCA, You've been in this business a long time. Let's remind the listeners of some of your, your past positions. Well, sure. I entered long-term care. I entered health care in 82 and got into long-term care uh, in 87, coming out of college. 
and ran skilled nursing and assisted living communities for better part of 15 years before I moved into the quality improvement organization structure and then on the consulting side. And then, of course, had the opportunity to serve at the, both the chapter and board level with the college before I was moved into this CEO role. All right. We can tell from your insight and answers that you've been on the front lines. You're not just talking about it from the halls of this is the way we ought to do it. And that's always glad to hear. So let me ask you now then, where do we go from here? We've talked a little bit about plans, skills we need. What's your advice for the listeners out there? I think that I choose, we all have the ability to choose to be pessimistic or to be optimistic. And every situation, everything that's put before us can be viewed as a barrier or an opportunity. And if you choose to view it as an opportunity, it can be a springboard to even greater success and to better ideas and to ultimately better outcomes for those that we serve. Well, there you have it, folks. Once again, great wisdom from Bob Lane, the president and CEO of the American College of Healthcare Administrators. We thank you for tuning in to this edition of the McKnight's Newsmaker podcast. And we ask you to remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. This is Jim Berklin wishing you good health and outstanding days ahead. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in long-term care news, visit McKnight's.com.